Hey y'all, I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, we don't need Samuel L. Jackson to carry a female superhero movie. Just a Girl continues to be our battle cry. And Marvel trusts its female leads. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Talk. Hi. Oh my God! Look who Hello. it is! Hello. Look who's here! We're back, baby! We're back in the studio. It's such a joy to see you. It's so exciting to be here. We're so we're like, <laughs> yay! Oh my God, this is great. Um, hi, Erin. Hi, Diana. How are you doing? I am so sleep deprived. I'm drunk. Yeah, that's that's the energy we're giving this episode. It's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, it's like a big one to come back on. I feel like there's a lot of hoopla around this movie. There is a lot of hoopla around this movie, but in an interesting way, because I feel like the way Wonder Woman came into the world, everyone was like, oh my God. And like, we flocked to the theater. It was like, a, a, you know, Robin Wright and there were women on horses and we were all there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Captain Marvel, I feel like I could have passed us by is how I kind of feel about it from a feminist women's media perspective. Yeah. Did it, it didn't pull us in in a way that I feel like Wonder Woman did and maybe because it had more male leads or... I'm not quite sure what what was your experience in seeing it in the media and and it coming to you. Well, with Wonder Woman, I just remember, and I was trying to think if we did an episode, but it was even pre-Beaver Talk, which I was like, wow, I can't believe that. I know we talked about it because it was one of my top Right, we've talked about it, but we did not. It was like before we started podcasting, so we obviously didn't do like a full episode on it. But I remember being very excited for Wonder Woman. I remember the teaser coming out, and I remember then the theatrical trailer coming out, and I was just like so blown away by how it looked and Gal Gadot and like just was really like into it. Right. And there was so much excitement and so much buildup, obviously. And then it came out and like full disclosure, these movies are not my thing. I don't love the superhero yeah, movie. You weren't emotionally moved by Wonder Woman. I was not. But I cried. And I and I have to like say, like totally. That's fine. It just <laughs> doesn't strike me that way. I see why it I mean, I'm so happy, and this Captain Marvel is included in this as well. I'm so happy to be in a time where these movies are being made, where we have female-led superhero movies is a very exciting thing. So with Captain Marvel, I mean, I knew Brie Larson was in it. I follow her on Instagram, and she's been posting, like, workout videos for the past couple, I would say about a year and a half, because she got, like, super ripped to play Captain Marvel. And I... It just did not feel interesting to me. It felt like they were kind of like, what what content can we make to promote this movie? Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like with Wonder Woman, it was like, here's how it's going to roll out. Here's how right. we're going to like bring people into the fold. Like there was just so it felt so much more intentional and so much more exciting. Whereas Captain Marvel almost felt like an answer to Wonder Woman. Do you know what I think? I feel like Wonder Woman was for us and Captain Marvel is for the Marvel community. Really? Because because Cap- Marvel audiences don't really feel like this was a Marvel movie. Well, God damn it, I don't know. 
Because I do feel like it was, there was so much more like She-Ra girl power around yeah. Wonder Woman that, that did not exist, I don't mm. think, in the same way. Like they weren't catering to us, mm. I feel. Because I would have, I would not have seen this movie if it wasn't part of this Alamo Children's Hour, in which <laughs> it was the only movie I could go see with my daughter. Right. So I trucked her on in, and we right went and saw it, which was a delight. Right. I mean, and f- like I need Umer to basically decode all things superhero for me because well, I fully don't understand things. Let's talk about the movie. Okay. What <laughs> was the beginning? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Because because I felt like there was a lot happening and there was a lot of special effects. And I was like, I am not interested. The first 20 minutes, like I went with another woman from my like mom's group. And thank God, because I had a lot of comments to give to somebody. (laughs) This woman who I do not know and will never see again had to sit next to me being like, is that Jude Law in context? What's, do we know what's happening? Like, what is happening? Yeah. No, I mean, this is my, I mean, this is why I hate seeing these movies is because Marvel especially just throws you into like the weird alien outer space universe that they all exist in. And it makes me crazy. But isn't this a different, isn't this universe unique to her origin story oh don't even no 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 get into this with me i don't even know i mean god it's the blind lady the blind but i felt like couldn't we know we should know what's happening and this is the thing that pisses me off about these movies is they're like we're all gonna come in with this like back-end knowledge like harry potter doesn't do that to us tell us the story yeah i know there's a lot i mean there's absolutely no storytelling in this and i would have that as a big giant I feel like the criticism. movie didn't start until she like landed on earth 100% she comes through that blockbuster ceiling and I'm like okay I finally know what we're doing here Samuel Jackson looks 30 years younger which is weird but kind of awesome and I'm with it I didn't notice that <laughs> you didn't notice that Samuel L. Jackson because it's set in the 90s so Black they did people like do not age I could not tell you <laughs> they literally did facial like I mean Diane I haven't slept in many months so it's said in the 90s the information i'm processing is who knows what or where or how um wait a minute so (laughs) what did so they did something to his face well yeah they did that like why because it's set in the 90s so they had to make him look like he did in the 90s it's so clever i loved it it's very creative because he looked great i didn't notice (laughs) (laughs) but they like benjamin buttoned him which is kind of fun um but I think the cool thing about Captain Marvel, because like Umer was saying, and I love that I have to like use Umer as a crutch in this because I like fully don't have all the information to put. I mean, we don't know what's going <laughs> on. Together. Somebody should know. Please. She almost have him on it. Um, he talked about how Captain Marvel is very unlike other Marvel movies and that it doesn't assume a lot of knowledge and doesn't bring in the universe effect as much as the other movies. But it did though didn't it oh it 100 percent did okay but not i mean if you watch something like guardians of the galaxy or you watch another like uh doctor strange or like all these other kind of marvel universe films you have to know a lot of things about it to like fully get a lot from it and i think one of the cool things they did with captain marvel because they knew so many audience members would not would be going to see it because it's a female-led film they didn't do that to their audience. They didn't make it this like fandom thing. They made it way more accessible and lowered the barrier to entry so people could 
people from a bunch of different audiences could go see it and enjoy it, which I think is a really smart move. I sure. But I also think that beginning was so it almost felt like they had like 10 years of content that they jammed into 20 minutes. And I was like, I guess we're just not even going to pay attention. I, I was like, I'm just going to black out until I can grab onto something with the plot because I literally had no idea oh, who I anybody s- was, why they were talking to each other. It felt like we were just thrown into this like mess. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first 20 minutes are a giant colossal mess. The last 15 minutes are a mess. There's like some gleaming moments in between. But for the most part, this movie does not tell a story and did not trust that people would connect with Brie Larson. Yeah, let's it talk not about trust. the Samuel L. Jackson of it all. Oh, my God. If he wasn't in this movie, I might have walked out. And I do not walk out of movies. I am so you, very stubborn about like st- seeing things through to the end. Have you ever walked out on a movie? I walked out of Miami Vice. Oh. It's the only movie. Okay. With Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. Sure, sure. I walked out 15 minutes in. Okay. It's the only movie, though. But this one was up there. Like... I, they did not trust that people would connect with Brie Larson, and they used Samuel L. Jackson as, like, this comic relief. I mean, he's Samuel L. Jackson. Like he's larger than life, and I he did. takes up all the space when he's on screen, and I think she was completely overshadowed by him. Mm, interesting. I thought her character, like, was almost there. Like, I liked that she was, like, a bit of a tomboy, and she was, like, a bit of a bad girl, and she, like, drove a motorcycle, and they put her in leather, and they were trying to do, almost treat her like a male superhero in a lot of ways. Like, she's not following the rules, but, like, we're going to talk about it being emotional because that's, she's a woman. And, you know, they tried to, but it almost was, they were missing, like, one more layer of, like, her angst. Or, like, why she would... Do you know what I'm saying? Well, the whole story is about her connecting back to the life that she had previous to the crash. And I don't care. Because we never see her life before the crash. Wouldn't it have been so great to have more scenes with, like, that female fighter pilot and like oh my their, god their mentorship Annette or something Benning is in this movie and they waste it to the hilt god that woman is gorgeous she's incredible mm. and i wanted way more of seeing three larson's or captain marvel's um life before the crash that's what we're fighting for that's what she's trying to reconnect to and it just right. became this like space oddity of like insanity to me yeah what do you think about the best friend um she was kind of smushed in there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i also because we didn't see their interactions we saw them kind of doing karaoke we saw that montage of her right. being told she's a girl out every turn right it was very rushed and very like on the nose and i think there could have been some really beautiful nuance introduced of like them sticking together in flight school annette benning mentoring them kind of seeing how annette benning convinces brie larson's character to be a part of the mission that ultimately kills her mm-hmm. like there just could have been so much more drawn out i want to see that movie yes we could have yeah. made like a female top gun yes would have been amazing wow 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 but instead it just wastes all of this time with like the aliens <laughs> and samuel <laughs> jackson and i love samuel jackson as much as the next person but he, I, in my mind he completely took over this movie mm. interesting I also felt like they didn't have a lot of chemistry, like them in the kitchen singing was so like, and he's like really giving it his all and he's singing this great Motown song 
and she just looks so painfully like she wants to stab him in the eye or something. It's it's I don't know. I would have shoved those two like on a forty eight hour bus or something to like connect as a director because they, I watched that movie. They, <laughs> I was like, I want to see them kind of. They never really came together. Yeah. It was very. It was kind of oil and water for the entire movie. I right. would agree with that. But I think that's also Brie Larson. I mean, I feel like she just kind of got strangled out of her own movie. I feel mm. like there were just so many things that overshadowed her. And I'm, I, it, I, I, agree think it's a, I think it's a the tough space. role to play. I think it's a tough role to play because it's quiet. It's not like this big. It's quiet. And they didn't give her a motive. Right. We didn't see the motive. So right. we're really grasping onto. Right. Whatever. Uh, we're on we're grasping onto trusting that her life before was worth something worth fighting for which i'm sure it was right we do i don't fully understand her connection to jude law i don't fully understand the connection to her best friend i annette benning is kind of this like weird ghost that haunts us for the whole movie but we never actually get a grounding loved it kind of scene there mm-hmm. um so it just felt like it was trying to do was she an evil ghost though, now that i'm things. thinking about it well, they're like those things that, what is it called? It's like the advisors that come to you, come to you as like the thing that you admire most. Mm-hmm. It's Annette Benning, and she like can't figure out why. Right. Like it would come to you as RuPaul or Cher, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, what did you think about the feminism of this movie? Because I feel like it's very on the nose and it's very there and... I think it's a little let up. Do we think it's less nuanced than Wonder Woman? You know, I, I, when I initially left the theater, I was like, I enjoyed that there was no romance. Loved that. I enjoyed that she was like a bit of a, not a feminine character in a lot of ways. And I liked that. I kind of liked what they were doing and where they were going. But I think what you said before about it being on the nose like, it's called a cockpit for a reason. I was like, oh, my God. Like, and I'm sure women have heard that a hundred times. But I think you're right. Where is the nuance? Where are we digging into the details of, like, how it feels to be a woman in these spaces and be a trailblazer and be, like, and sucking it up every fucking day just to do your job? I didn't feel that, like, intensity. There was one moment where they do kind of, like, a, a pull at your heartstrings thing where she's, like, a little girl and she's falling all the time. That was a great montage but i felt like it, to your point it was like a little on the nose like let's play gwen stefani during this fight scene and like i was like oh, I, I want it but it's not something about it didn't connect yeah and i don't know well i think because we didn't connect to her again like we're seeing all of these guys harassing her at her job and like hit, reminding but we her we don't even really see them it's like a t- it's like a blip to your point of like we well, see a montage. We just, it's, it's, this is a movie of montages. Well, and we also don't know why she wants to be a pilot. Mm. Like, I never understood. I never got the motive behind why it was so important to her to do this. And I, be- I believe it was important to her, but I, I right, never understood the call. That's what we needed. I needed to know more. Yeah. I needed way more from her, and I needed Marvel to, like, write a script that actually trusted their lead. Mm. They did not trust that people would connect with her. I'm sure it's like such a nightmare to try to get something like that approved. Don't oh you think? Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Like, like what the writers have to go this. through to like go to get all of the layers of the Marvel stuff in. I mean, you really, you can't do a blank script. So it's, it's gotta be psycho. Yeah. It's really next level. I would assume. 
I also thought the 90s stuff was like a little bit forced, which Umer yeah. wrote about in his blog of this review. And I thought, yes, that is true. It was very like strong. It was like we're in a blockbuster. She's wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt. It was like, I don't know. The 90s were fine, guys. Just was a little, like you said, on the nose. Yeah. Do we think that DC trusted Wonder Woman more that people would connect with her? To be honest, they thought it would be a flop and they probably were like, do whatever. You think they didn't so? promote. Do you remember? They were like, they didn't pay Patty Jenkins. They didn't promote oh, yeah. it. They're like, it's just girls go make your movie. <laughs> Marvel would not do that. Yeah. They're like, oh shit. People are going to da 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 da. Like yeah. then it was probably too much pressure for them. Honestly. Mm. Although it is the second highest grossing female lead movie of all time. Captain Marvel for the box office. Yeah. For the opening weekend behind star Wars. Is Star Wars female-led? The one with the girl. (laughs) Daisy Ridley? You got it. (laughs) Wow, I would never classify Star Wars as female-led. That's funny. Right. That's hilarious. That's why it's... Wow. Quotation. Wait, so it beat out Wonder Woman at the box office? It did. The Star Wars? Captain Marvel? It did. What? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how the long run will go, but like when they were doing the opening weekends, people were into it. All right. Well, I just wanted way more story and way more actual humanity from Captain Marvel herself, which is maybe not what people are looking for. And I totally understand that. But I think, you know, if we're giving feminist notes to Hollywood here. Yeah. Way more trust needs to be placed that we don't need to shove Samuel L. Jackson next to the lead in order to make her interesting. I, I think Samuel L. Jackson was okay. He was he did his thing. He, he was, was doing his part in a great way. Well, and he's also part of the Marvel. I mean, I think right. that they needed him to anchor the other blah 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 because they're doing all the universes together at the yeah. end. End game. Yada, Avengers yada. End game is coming out. Um but that being said, I think if they had given her more space, something we talk about a lot with Miss Maisel is that they stay with their lead and they trust that she's enough to carry it. And it felt like you're right. They were kind of using him as like um, this balance, which we didn't need and was delightful. Yeah, he was great. Although, again, they didn't have a lot of chemistry and that made me very nervous because I'm, tr- I'm on her side. And why aren't they connecting on screen? Is like, is he a jerk in real life? Mm-hmm. Was he an asshole to work with? Like they then work I'm, together again. He's in her movie where, that she directed, The Unicorn, something or other on Netflix. Oh really? Yeah, guys, then what they're like friends. What happened? Maybe they're such good friends in real life that they that didn't it even need transfer to... on screen. <laughs> huh. You know, in like romantic leads, like if they have no chemistry, you know they're sleeping together. That whole situation. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't know this? No. Oh, it's like this whole thing. They have no chemistry. They really have chemistry in real life. Yeah. It's like a whole thing of like. God, then Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are not sleeping together. Wow, 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 wow. You had to go there in this episode. (laughs) Well, to your point. Do you have an update there? I feel like things are very quiet on the Gaga Cooper front. I'm sure she's like, guys, I'm over it. I didn't get the Oscar. Like, I know. I feel. Or she did get the Oscar. Well, she got it for song. Right. She's like, I'm over it. I'm moving on. And he got zip. I think she wants to play Cleopatra or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is such <laughs> Well, a she's bad gonna move. play Funny Girl. She's which is great. She's working on her Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nervous for her about what she's gonna do in movies because I don't think she's I don't know. I just You don't think she's what, Diana? Can lightning strike twice? Yeah, she's Lady Gaga. Right. All right. Also, 
I hate to break it to the writers of this movie, but there's a cartoon on Netflix. There's a Shira reboot. Uh, what is Shira? It's like an 80s cartoon that they reboot. Okay. And they're making it like very woke. Like there's like a, the guy, the, it's, I can't describe it in, in words. But anyway, it's, it's very like millennial cartoon, but for kids. Anyway, they lifted the whole plot of this movie from the cartoon, which is like Shira thinks she's on the good side, but she's really on the bad side. Well, and that's actually, a classic trope, though. I mean, Luke Skywalker went through the same thing. I guess so, he yeah. he ended up not being on the bad side ultimately, but he's very connected to the dark side. It's a thing. It's like a common thing. Well, anyway, the Shira, they did it better. Ooh. And they had a fe- the female, their protagonist was her best friend. Oh, they completely wasted the best friend in this. Well, no. So so the Jude Law character in the She-Ra cartoon is a girl, is a woman. And what? they're best friends. And they're like, why can't we be on the same side? And She-Ra has to like pick between her best friend who she grew up with and like doing the right thing. And it's actually much more interesting. Well, but Captain Marvel is based on a comic book. Like this story already exists. That's true. I guess Jude Law already exists. <laughs> I'm trying to give them help. Captain Marvel's entitled to her story. Can't, I know, but can't we zhuzh it a little? Oh, we can totally zhuzh it. We need to if we're going to do another one, <laughs> I which you know them. they are. Yeah, I'm not going to see the second one, though. I'm sorry. Think, yeah. With love. We need to send a dispatch out to watch it and do a report. Also, I told Sal that there was a cat in this movie, and he's like, that makes me want to see it 10 times more. <laughs> Mare was obsessed with the cat. The cat was great. Goose, played by four different cats. Really? (laughs) That's the best thing I've heard about this movie all podcast. I mean, can you imagine the budget of casting four (laughs) cats for one character? I mean, I've been to a cat circus and you can't get cats to do shit. So I'm sure they needed like 50 of those bad boys. (laughs) Well, and apparently Brie Larson is allergic to cats. So whenever she was with Goose, it was a puppet. Hollywood magic. Really? Just some fun facts about Captain Marvel that are super important. Sa- lo- <laughs> this is what people come to us for is oh, these yeah. really important details. Hard-hitting news on Beaver Talk. Wow. I mean, I give it like I give it like a six. I mean, I give it less I than a six. I remember really leaving the theater you and saying, so that excited. was so fun. You know why, though? I hadn't left my house in a week. Yeah. And I was like on You were ready to receive like, it. Yeah. I was just like, this is great. I'm at a movie. I, you know. You know, low hanging fruit, I think, on my end. 100%. You were texting me and I was like, all right, well, let's do an episode <laughs> I was about like, it then. But I was also like, it's a superhero movie and you're not going to understand any of the beginning. Yeah. And I didn't. Nope. We knew, we knew, we know to stay in our lane and we know what we can and cannot engage with. I mean, so would you recommend this movie to people? Sure. If you like superhero movies, it's a superhero Did movie. Did you think it was better than Wonder Woman? Ooh. No. Oh. I really liked the visuals of Wonder Woman. I really liked, and we've talked about this with Kent, I really loved the first 20 minutes and Kent would have taken out the first 20 minutes of that movie. Um, so I found Wonder Woman to be a lot more visually entertaining. I found it to, the story was a lot better. I hated the ending. I hated her romantic connection to Chris Pine. Hate, hate, hate that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Marvel, I would love to redo and just give her way more of her own movie. I think they almost wrote her out of her own movie in a very weird way because we never got any story from her. We never got like a sense of who she is aside from what we were being told by people. Mm -hmm. I hear you. (laughs) 
I'm really reflecting. I don't know. I know I, you really I went liked, to a place. You know what? I liked them both in different ways for what they are in different spaces. I think you're right. I think Wonder Woman is visually, and it's. I think it's more feminist. Yeah. Um, it's more true to the story of the character. I, there's something about Brie Larson's like playing the bad girl that's always like the bad boy character that we see is that is very appealing and that they almost got right and that would be phenomenal when it's locked in. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need more motive. We need more story. And I'm loving this female Top Gun idea. Yeah. I think Wouldn't we love to see babes like in the sky jetting around? They're making a Top Gun remake. That's just like a remake of this original 80s one. With girls or no? No. <laughs> I will say though I'm very happy that we have two female led superhero movies that we can compare I think that is progress and I think that is amazing and totally. may it continue and I again I had fun in the theater I know you well, I was you and, very you nervous you and Jenny were just like fighting all the aliens well she's she's a very she's a scaredy cat mm. so if, like I drop keys she'll jump or if I sneeze. So I was like, what the hell are we going to do in this movie with all these sound effects? <laughs> and it was so funny. She was pretty good. She slept through most of it. And then at the end, I like dropped something. And she like, <laughs> it's like, this is what's. That pushed her over the edge. I guess so. Any other notes? Any other sharings? Um, no. I don't. I, I think these spaces are like, are interesting, as you say. Like, we're, we're getting progress. We're, we're, we're doing something. We're not quite getting it. I don't know. It's it's hard to because I know we had a lot of female writers. I blame Mar- the Marvel Universe really for p- pushing and pulling and having this be convoluted story. Um, but I guess, yeah, if people are listening, they, they need to trust their leads. They need to trust that women can take up the space and that we're going to empathize with their stories and characters because we can, we can really – these movies can be so good mm-hmm. and they're just – Almost there. They're almost there. I think there's so many agendas at play with I'm, these kind of I movies. Mean, and I think, you know, you hear it all the time where it's like they're just going through rounds of script iterations, rounds of producers pulling out and pushing in and all these kind of things. And I think that at its core, if you're going to make these movies, you need to give the space and the attention to the superhero. 100%. We do it for men. Yep. I will say the other thing that I enjoyed was at the end when Jude Law, who I throughout the movie was like, is that Jude Law? <laughs> like, I couldn't quite figure it out, the context. He looks so old, and I miss his Alfie days. I really liked him in that movie. Alfie, I'm trying to remember that movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, what? You don't know Alfie? This was the movie he met Sienna Miller on. She's so beautiful. She is, yes. <laughs> she looks like every other blonde in Hollywood, but yes. <laughs> she is stunning, and I'd like her Edie Sedgwick haircut. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. That was a good one. Anyway, um, <laughs> I at the end when he is like, fight me. Oh, yeah. Let's put up put up your dukes. Let's like show me you can really take me down. And she just like laser beams him and was like, nah, bro, I'm done like proving myself to you. That was great. Oh, my God. I love that. And he's like he like tried to validate her and be like, I'm so proud of you. This is so amazing. And the she's growth. Like, and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Go Don't away. Nothing to prove. I wish they had more moments like that. Like, right. you know, in boy superhero movies or all superhero movies, they give these characters these really glowing, like, haya moments. She didn't get a lot. What are we doing here, people? Oh, my God. And the other terrible moment where they're like. It's like they gave Samuel L. Jackson a whole freaking fight scene. Well, yeah. Well, they gave, but they gave Brie Larson a lot of fight scenes, too. 
I guess. Can I ask you what your experience at the Alamo Draft House was for this baby screening? Sure. Um, I've never. Oh, I went to one once for Finding Neverland way back in the day. It was strange. But tell me about how it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was our first time on the subway. Woo-woo. So I was very scared. Was she um, wearing her strawberry hat? She was. And, um, you know, we trucked on down there, only two stops away from my house. So it was just a little touch, you know, see how, how, so how it goes amongst the germs and the people of New York City. Um, and it was really great. Um, you know, they turn the lights up a little bit. The volume is a little bit lower. And the whole theater is filled with people with kids, basically. So babies are screaming and people are, like, jiggling their kids in the aisles. And it was, like, a very warm experience and i will say like most of the stuff i go to is really for her and it was nice to do something that was like she was allowed to be there but like the movie was for me obviously and she's just like covered in popcorn and it was fun did you like were you able to like focus on the movie like was it distracting um well i mean the beginning i was like did i miss something (laughs) as i'm breastfeeding throughout the thing like did was there a line or a note can you imagine how that script looks on paper for that intro like what i feel like they gave it to google and they were like these are the 50 things we've got to cover like (laughs) someone sent it to us right they got the intern to do the beginning they're like we just can't even deal with it just write it yeah um i don't you know it was she was honestly, she was very good and she tends to be like real hit or miss. Um, and she did sleep through most of it. And so, yeah, it was, I was able to watch and comprehend most of it. I'm a pretty, uh, what's, <laughs> I can figure out film and, you know, I, you? I'm pretty literate know. in this space. So right. I can kind of put the pieces together, which is why the beginning pisses me off so much. Cause I'm like, I, I am like looking for clues, context clues, visual, like, yeah, this They're is not your first rodeo. Nothing. Yeah. How you was go- your movie going? It was fine. I went off to work <laughs> and I was just like, uh, <laughs> the first 20 minutes you I was already You should have played hooky off. and came with me. I mean, let me know next time you're going and I, I know, will. I'm bummed though because Alma only does like one movie a month. So now I got to wait until whatever the next one's going to be. Yeah. Which I hope is Aladdin. Oh my God. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Oh my god, the joy that came out of me was scared me myself. <laughs> Aladdin. Yeah, we'll get into it later. Oh. <laughs> I'm not kidding, guys. I'm genuine. I'm gonna do a review about it. I mean, we'll leave it there for now. I feel like that is a great note to end on. Yes, psycho. <laughs> Thanks, Erin. Thanks, Diana. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Thanks, Kent. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!